Blog Talk Radio. Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for Super Chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Visit our website at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can, you betcha, subscribe to the totally free digital edition for magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends over at Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. All righty. Thank you very much for staying with us today. I don't have a lot of host chat today. I don't have any chickens in the news. So I'm just going to go right into our first commercial break and uh, uh, pay uh, um, honorage, I guess, to uh, all of our sponsors that make this show uh, possible. We don't, um, we don't dwell on that. We don't say, buy from these folks or they are the best of the world or any of that stuff. In fact, if you look at the number of sponsors I have, the longevity I've had those sponsors is unprecedented. Um, and then number two, I don't do a sponsorship with everybody that calls me wanting to do a sponsorship. That's why we have uh, a limited number of sponsors. There's a limited number of spaces on this show. We don't fill up our uh, Facebook page or our uh, website with just tote lines of sponsors down the page. What does that tell you? That uh, yeah, you can be a sponsor, just give me some money. We don't do that. I've turned down a uh, boatload of, of uh, potential sponsors over the years because I either didn't like their product, I thought their product was worthless or useless to the backyard poultry uh, industry, or the backyard poultry uh, hobbyist, 
Um, it just, I was like, really? I wouldn't buy this. There's no way I can tell other people to buy this. I got to sleep at night, folks. I want my kids to be proud of daddy. So, um, so what I'm going to do is go right into our first commercial break. We have two each show. And then when we get back, we'll go right on with the show uh, with our good friend, poultry scientist and professor, Dr. McCray. Today, uh, we got a great episode uh, for you. We're talking about planting and planting pasture or grasses for your chickens. A uh, really great show. I don't think we've ever done this before. Maybe once or twice in the last eight years we've done this show, but no, not recently. And uh, I'll tell you right firsthand, I know nothing about that. You know, we when we had our, uh, we still have it, not there very often, uh, our, our little homestead, um, and we had about an acre of, of garden, an acre, and had a little bull tractor. It was great. But um, we um, uh, we planted, like, a cover crops. Uh, I've never done any specific uh, seeding or uh, pasture or um, uh, planting specific grasses in the chicken area or places where the chickens could go. And I've done rotations where we put uh, the chicken uh, coops and the chickens into our garden area before, uh, primarily kind of through the winter, and then uh, pulled them back out to their, their regular area and then tilled that garden really well with a tractor or a tiller and, and tilled in all that manure and let it air out, let it rain on, and then till it again a, a couple of days before we actually planted. Fabulous. Well, we had tomato plants that were, no exaggeration, seven feet tall. Um, and um, but but but, yeah, but but as far as just planting uh, grasses or passion, hey, it's going to be a new experience for me too. I've got my pen and paper out to take some notes on this. So we'll go right to it. And actually, the first commercial I'm going to run is uh, Brincy Brincy Products. Many of you have Brincy incubators, and I, I hinted to this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but now we can share more uh, about it. They have a new line. Um, of incubators. In fact, there's there's a, there's a couple of units that are going to be um, discontinued, by the way, and we'll be running some serious sales on those around Thanksgiving time. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what those are now, but we've got, uh, they got some really, I believe it is, uh, let me look here, 12 new models. Now, now, the way that works is there's really three new units, and each unit um, maybe there's four new units. Four new units, and each unit has three levels of perks or, uh, or accessories. Uh, so you've got a basic unit, a mid-grade unit, and then a luxury unit, if you will. And, and they've got um, uh, 12 new models with four sizes and three uh, feature levels uh, where um, there's an incubator for everyone. And, and literally from seven eggs to 580 eggs, your call based on what size incubator you want. But the cool thing is, I want to tell you this, because it's not in the commercial where we're doing their commercial right now, reproducing that, but um, check over, go over to Brincy.com, B-R-I-N-S-E-A, Brincy.com, and, and take a look. It's right on their website now. They haven't even gotten here yet. They ha- I was the first one in the country to see them and handle them and touch them uh, when we stopped by their uh, U.S. headquarters in Titusville a few weeks ago. And um, really cool, really awesome. And... Um, how cool was that? I walk in, Andy, perfect timing. You're going to be the first one in the country that actually has seen it. Pull them out of the package coming over from the U.K. Well, the, uh, the, the freight has shipped. It's on a boat. It'll be here soon. You can go ahead and order these. Uh, so go over there to Princey.com and check out those new units uh, that are coming over, new and improved, and they're, they're really awesome. And uh, I'm sure they'll sell a ton of them. So I wanted to share that with you. But that's that's brand new information, uh, really uh, hot off the presses. So that's the first commercial I'm going to play. So I figured I'd go ahead and uh, give you some inside information about that uh, from our friends over at Brincy. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. 
They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at one 888 824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. The Yard Bird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20-inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight-pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary, which makes it virtually maintenance-free. For more information about how you can own this must-have chicken processing product, visit YardbirdChickenPluckers.com today. That's YardbirdChickenPluckers.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. And the brand new sponsor coming on board. Tasty Grubs by Tasty Worms Nutrition are the original dried black soldier fly larva made right here in the USA. Tasty Grubs are high in protein and calcium, vital nutrients for laying hens. 
Customers have reported an increase in shell quality, egg taste, and a reduction in molting time. For a limited time, get a bag of Tasty Grubs 100% free. Simply enter tastyworms.com forward slash whisper into your web browser and add one to your cart today. Save 10% on all other products such as dried mealworms by entering the coupon code whisper at checkout. That's tastyworms.com forward slash whisper. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Actually, in reality, I am Super Chicken. Alrighty, thanks for uh, staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper brought to you by Combox Peas. Yeah, we we had the uh, the, the tasty worms, tasty grubs. Uh, we had a free Friday uh, this past Friday, and uh, we gave away over seven hundred bags. It's a four ounce sample bag of the uh, tasty grubs uh, from Tasty Worms Nutrition. Over seven hundred bags. You didn't even have to pay for shipping. Uh, over 700 took advantage of that awesome free Friday that we had on our Facebook Chicken Whisperer page, and they're scurrying around to uh, get those mailed out to you, 700 bags of this stuff going out. You didn't have to pay for shipping, absolutely free, didn't cost you a dime. Uh, you just put it in the cart and then use a secret code and then checked out, and you were done. Over 700 people, you should be getting those probably start rolling into your mailboxes next week. And... Um, if you're a new listener, if you just heard that uh, commercial, then uh, you head over to worms.com uh, forward slash whisper, and um, you can uh, take advantage of that same deal uh, today. So uh, we encourage you to do that. Got a great show lined up for you today. We've got poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McCray, and we're talking about a really cool topic planting and planting pasture or grasses for your chickens. So let's get those notebooks out, pen and paper out, and I'll bring on right now Dr. McRae. Thanks for joining us today, Doc. Hey. Well, I didn't hear about your your new sponsor. That's great. I'm going to have to check out their website. Yeah, Yeah, please do. Uh, In fact, what I'm really excited about is that their grub, the tasty grubs that they manufacture right here in the USA. They're not sourced from China. Now, we'll say oh. that the the mealworms they have are from China. In fact, the majority, and I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing, uh, because I know it is important to people. Uh, I know that uh, last year, maybe it was the year before, uh, Petco removed all dog and cat treats manufactured in China from all of their stores coast to coast. But um, the majority of the um, uh, mealworms marketed to backyard chicken keepers today are sourced from China. Not saying that's good or bad either way. Um, I'm just saying I think people need to know that because uh, a lot of people don't, and it may be important to you. Some people just could care less. So, um, But these, uh, the black uh, soldier fly larvae, right here in the USA, they're stay, they manufacture and they ship right to them, and they uh, are more nutritious. Uh, we've looked at the studies than the uh, regular old-fashioned meal ones that everybody loves. Higher in calcium, how about that? Hens need that calcium, and so you it may you know you hear you're giving them maybe a, an occasional, no more than ten percent of their daily nutritional ration um, of this uh, snack, and um, uh, they're getting some calcium. So, so hey, you know you may have uh, uh, you know maybe I don't need to do the oyster shell thing because they're getting this protein and they're getting some more calcium than the mealworms uh, that you're giving. So I think it'd be a great alternative. 
then people can look at that. Um, also, uh, I guess this is top secret. You hear it here, heard it here first. Um, you're buying their product in bulk for a product that I am working on uh, developing with Kalmbach, um, which I'm really excited about and uh, really like this better maybe than the, the mealworm option. Plus, I love that they're right here in the USA. So, yeah, check them out. So you're saying that the grubs are in, from the USA, but their mealworms are, their dried mealworms are out. still come out of China. That is correct. I'm not saying okay. that's a bad thing. No, but, um, okay. I, I just want to make sure I understand. Cool. Yeah, USA. Neat. And more nutritious. <laughs> wow. To that. Nice. Yeah, check them out. Nice. Yeah, I found their and, website and, pretty quick. I just Googled them. Awesome. And Brincy has um, new incubators out that they're on the boat, uh, as we speak, coming over from the U.K., their headquarters. Uh, and I happened to just uh, stop in in Titusville, Florida, a couple of weeks ago. Wait a minute. And, Wait a uh, minute, Andy. Are you telling yeah. me that Brincy's hatching a new line? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they've got I think I, 12 new units, but actually it would be the same unit, or I guess maybe two or three different units, but they all have an entry level. Or Is it mid, the OVA 2? No, um, I, don't think uh, it's, I don't think it's on their website yet if it's so new. Yeah, but I got even when I was a kid, Brincy really was the go-to um, for incubators, um, even when I was younger. Um, maybe it's the OVA Easy. Is that it? I got an email from them. Hang on just a second. And, I know it's probably uh, not the Octagon. That's their old line. And actually, shh, don't tell anybody. Those are going to be discontinued. Um, and it's actually the you have the Mini 2 and the Maxi 2. And if you look at that, um, it's the larger one. Everybody's familiar with the Mini, and it holds mm-hmm. like seven eggs, kind of a yeah. dome shape. And very, very popular. Sell more of those than any of them that they sell. But now they have one that's still kind of that style, but a little bit bigger. I believe it holds 14 eggs and nice. uh, versus seven. So you double double the size there. And um, so you've got that one. And then let me think. You also have See, listeners, the not- innovation can occur at any point. And it might have been somebody who, you know, eggs and chickens were their 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 fun and enjoyment all their lives, or it might be someone, you know, who's just, you know, got an engineering mindset, you know, take your innovative ideas and present them to some of these companies, and sometimes you can get a new product out there, something that everybody's been dying to have. Exactly. The other one is uh, the Ovation Egg Incubator, and uh, you got two sizes. One holds 28, one holds 56. And uh, so that's, it is, so the products are on their website now. You've got the Ovation and the Maxi. Um, and you can put that in the, um, see over on the left-hand side under Categories, and you can see the, um, uh, the new models that they've got coming out and look at all the different options. And, they, I mean, they've got all different kinds. You have the uh, Advanced Digital. You've got the Eco Digital, the Fully Automatic Digital, the Advanced Digital Automatic, because you want and what features you feel that are important. So, um, yeah, brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. We can wow. the first one in the country. That, in fact, we're giving away the first one in our winter issue of Chicken Whisper Ooh. Magazine. We are actually giving away the Maxi, uh, which is brand new. And uh, I believe Lisa, who does all of our reviews, is going to be getting one of those uh, shortly, and she'll be doing a hatch and writing all about it. And so hopefully that we'll get she'll get that time to do a good hatch and a review for the Did winter issue. Did she ever work with the Ovascope, the egg scope? 
Um, I think she has one of their candlers. I'm not sure. I know we haven't done a review on it. Is in the spring, have. it'd be great to find a classroom that's willing to to do some work with the the Ovascope and give feedback on that. Because they've got the the overview standard and then their high intensity, but the Ovascope would be great for classrooms. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just just kind of uh, yeah, just thinking, you know, bringing support. agriculture back in the classrooms. A lot of schools are realizing that they they kind of need to click undo on that. They got to bring ag back. So the kids know Absolutely. where the food's coming from. Yep. Amen. Okay, well, none of this is what we were originally going to talk about today, Andy. <laughs> nope. um, we were going to talk about um, grasses and pastures for your backyard chickens. Of course, Andy, not everybody's going to rip out their yards and grow stuff specifically for their chickens, but... Um, a lot of people seem to have some mistaken impressions that chickens on grass means that they're going to be eating the grass and any old grass will do and that they're fertilizing the grass and they're going to eat insects. And we all know that every yard is different. Not all chickens do the exact same thing in every yard. Um and if you really are thinking that you want your property, your land, and your chickens to be maximally um, beneficial to one another, you may have to rethink the lawn that's already in place. Uh, so a lot of people, they get their chickens for eggs, but if they're really serious, and I mean really serious about you know keeping them on pasture and and um, limit feeding uh, the balanced diet in favor of pasture consumption, Um, you have to be a pasture manager. Pasture management, you can go to school just for that. And honestly, I don't know anybody who goes to school for pasture management for chickens. It's usually for sheep or cows or horses. That's usually what most people think of first when they think, oh, pasture management. Oh, well, such and such a plant is is grown well in this area or it's bad for horses or keep this away from cows, so on and so forth. Um, so let's just kind of break things down into usable chunks, Andy, okay? So yeah. first things first. Every county in this country has an extension office and they may have different emphases like a a more urban office might have a a larger family and consumer sciences department but either way you can get um, soil sample bags from your county extension office every state charges just a little bit different price for these soil sample bags and um, you pay for the bag, and then you go home and you take a soil sample from your yard. Uh, it's very easy. They give you instructions on how to take the sample, how to fill the bag, how to seal the bag, how much soil to use, how to mix the soil. Um, they may even give you a video to watch online so that you know how to do it. But get a soil sample so that um, you, if you are going to make changes to your yard, you know where you stand. Um, I've done that before. 
and it's easy, and it's usually less than 20 bucks. You do it, you know, once a year, and then you know what your pH is, your soil type is, and any problems that may be in existence before you start to make changes. And it takes and in my maybe... Case, I'm sorry? And in, 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 in my case, to put it bluntly, you can realize how crappy your soil is where you're going to plant your garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. And it's something that you should just do annually, especially if you keep chickens. Because a lot of people who keep chickens keep them because they want to live independently. They don't want their animals um, raised in commercial conditions. But you also then, by putting your chickens outside, you need to manage where their manure goes. And you don't want to be that source of manure that um, has a lot of runoff or has the potential. um, And I'm not talking, you know, 5,000 chickens. I'm talking just your backyard flock. Once you put them outside, you run into some of the same situations as, say, an organic producer who has to allow their birds outside. These are all things to consider. And if you get more birds on a small piece of land, you might very quickly see that your phosphorus level goes up. And you need to pay attention to what changes you need to make so your soil so your soil stays happy. And we have a professor here, Andy. His name is Dr. Guo. He's a great professor. He teaches soil science, and he says, you never call soils dirt or you'll hurt soil's feelings. So make sure you refer to soil as soil. <laughs> How do you like that one, huh? Dirt. I like that. so depending on how many birds you have how large of a piece of land you want your birds to have access to you may be willing to make some pretty drastic changes and this is the time of year uh, to for most of the country to start tilling in seed or start spreading seed and maybe making some pretty significant changes before the winter frost arrive and I know some areas have started having frosts but October is a great month to make these changes run that sample into the uh, not the diagnostic lab the um, cooperative extension office pay your 16 to 25 dollars get your answer and then once you've got your your results if you've got something on there that you just don't understand you can still call that county uh, extension office and say, hey, I got my soil sample results back, but I just don't understand what this means. And they'll walk you through it. That's what they're there for. Um, so you've got your soil um, testing lab results, and you are in pretty good shape, no major changes. Um, so then you got to take a look at your yard and say, all right, well, I know that this area is pretty low, so maybe I won't plant anything over there because more than likely it's just going to get swampy. And if the chickens are over there messing around, it's just going to get goopy. So look at the lay of the land and where your water goes and maybe work on it to help drain some of those areas, make them more usable. Otherwise, start looking at what grasses you can take up because tall fescue really doesn't cut it when it comes to chickens. Tall fescue is a nice lawn grass. It grows well. It has excellent coverage. But as far as usability for chickens, it ain't got nothing that we want. If you can plant several patches 
or paddocks or pens of clover, then you'll be in great shape. Um, you might be evil, even able to turn this into a, um, a middle school or high school science fair project if you take um, patches of clover, maybe, I don't know, 5 by 10 or 10 by 10 patches and plant different types of clover in there, um, like say crimson clover or yellow or ladino or white or dutch or alcyc clover. Those are all different kinds of clover. Um, and chickens really, really benefit from clover. Not really any other kinds of grasses, because clover is a legume. And legumes are actually um, much more usable by your chickens. Your local bee population will thank you. Uh, you will um, probably want to put all that uh, in the ground or till up those patches Using just a hand spreader, you can probably go get a pound or so of seed and just do a hand spreader. Um, stagger the plantings if you want to. Um, you might be able to wait um, till the beginning of November, depending on where you are, to get that seed on the ground. Um, if you had to rotate with anything else, you might consider alfalfa. Uh, alfalfa blooms every 45 days, and then you really got to cut it. So it is something that you might have to see yourself mowing eventually. But depending on how many birds you have, if you've got four or five of those pens of clover, then you can put them out on a fresh bed of clover every day. And hopefully, depending on your bird density and how well your ground drains and how well the clover's doing, hopefully you can just rotate them and um, you'll keep the bees happy, you'll keep your chickens happy, and, and usually bees and chickens don't bother each other very much, so I wouldn't worry about that. Um, so honestly, there's white clover is probably the best and easiest to find, but there are other kinds of clover out there. Um, crimson clover comes back year after year and looks beautiful, so something for you to consider. Um like I said, alfalfa is something, if you have a local seed company, that you can get some alfalfa seeds on. That's great. Uh, orchard grass tends to have, um, tends to be very strong. So if you've got birds that are going to be spending a lot more time on that grass than, say, once every week, um, no. orchard grass will probably have to be mowed weekly. Um, and it's also got a plant structure where it doesn't spread along the ground very much. It's much more upright, so it can look patchy. Um, but it is it is a grass that stands up well to uh, lots of body weight and lots of activity. Other things to consider, um, some people will put down winter wheat, and then they'll till that back into the ground and maybe use that for their garden space in the um, springtime, but uh, winter wheat is something that does pretty well um, as an overwintering grass um, for you to consider ryegrass, perennial ryegrass is another one, um, coverage, and again, it's something that you can till back into the ground and it'll help um, fertilize the ground, and it should start coming up just before, depending on where you live, uh, maybe before the snows arrive. And, um, of course, all this becomes a little bit 
moot as a point if you live in areas where um, there's a lot of snow coverage for, for much of the winter and, and so this can be a little challenging getting this done before the first winter snows fall. In that case, all of these that I have suggested, um, they can be sprouted in, um, you know, under grow lights and brought in by the flat for your chickens to enjoy for a day. However, a flat of clover is about to last, probably going to last 20 minutes for six chickens because they will just eat it down to nothing. Um, they love, love and enjoy clover. So if you're going to do that, um, be prepared for them to ask you all the time for clover, all clover, all the time. Um, so those are some things to consider for um, pasture grasses. I do recommend that um, you take some of your local extension classes on pasture management. Almost every state has pasture management workshops. Um, even if they are for horses or they are for other species than backyard chickens, go to them. You're going to learn something. And you may not be their target audience, but it at least gets you in the right mindset for making sure that your investment of time and energy is well rewarded. And they're probably free workshops. If anything, they're probably going to charge you a couple of bucks for, you know, if it's a long day, it might be a meal involved, like say lunch. Or dinner, if it's an evening workshop, like a pasture walk. So Check with your county extension office, and it may not be in your home county. You might have to drive a couple counties over to find something that's going on at, a, at an hour that you can make or a date that's available. But put yourself on that learning curve. Um, take a look at different grasses and different um, clovers. I know there were a few companies out there that said that they were selling um, poultry blends um, I didn't see any research associated with them. Um, you have to look at how they stand up in the pasture, their coverage. Do the chickens actually eat them? Are they toxic? Um, you know, what? how resilient are these grasses to being um, tread upon repeatedly? And just like any anybody who manages a pasture, you have to rotate animals off pasture. Pastures are living organisms. They need a break too. They need to be watered. So depending on your amount of space for backyarders, that may just be putting a, a small sprinkler hose out there and letting it sprinkle with water for a couple hours. Or it might be something larger where you need to irrigate and have a, get a larger um, sprinkler system out there. How much time are you willing to devote to this and how much money are you willing to devote to this? How dedicated to the concept of pastured, reared eggs and, and, and naturally happy chickens are you? These are all questions that only you, the backyard poultry owner, can answer for yourself. And I forgot to bring up the blog talk radio site, Andy, and, and if there's any questions, please shout them out to me. Um, but these are all some of the more um, challenging concepts for the backyard flock owner because a lot of them, 
they see pictures on Pinterest and um, Twitter and Insta. Well, you don't see pictures on Twitter, but on Instagram they see people. You know, their chickens are in the backyard. Well, that that yard, if it's Kentucky bluegrass or if it's um, just tall fescue or Bermuda grass, that's not really doing anything for the chickens. We all know that chickens cannot break down or are inefficient um, digesters of cellulose. So um, really the only grass or or plant that they can get ready access to is a legume or like clover. So these are these are kind of a a tougher subject and so you mentioned that you know get your pencils and papers out this is this is chicken 101. This topic is a little bit more like 102. <laughs> chicken keeping 102. Um but I know that a lot of your listeners, Andy, are very concerned that their birds get the very best. And um, so, yeah, I uh, want to make sure that, that they understand that this is, you know, this isn't the very first thing you think about. The very first thing you think about is keeping your, your flock happy, happy and healthy, and then you can make changes to their pasture to benefit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, um... See, I don't. I think one thing, I guess, that at the end of the day, because I hear a lot of people that oh, I'm not, they think that, or that they're. Let me see how I'm gonna put this in question. Is do you know of anybody that does this and plants a certain grass so they can strictly? I, I know most of the poultry nutritionists I talk to say it's just not realistic to, regardless of what grasses and different grasses. I know that like um um the guy up in Virginia, uh, Michael Holland, I think no the the other guy. But anyway, he plants he's got like seven different varieties of grass on with his pasture raised chickens. They're all yeah. different and they all grow different time. Da 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 but and I don't I don't know anything really much I've visit I've met the guy da, da, da. but um I know for a lot of folks either starting out or they have the smaller scale, do you uh, most of the nutritionists don't think it's possible to say, okay, I'm going to plant this variety of grasses, and then I'm not going to have to supplement feed. I mean, this is going to be this is going to save me so much money because I'm oh, going no, to not. Yeah. <laughs> That's been yeah. proven I'm time all... and again. Um, right, Once right. those kind of um, big claims were made that you can, you know, beat the system and, um, you know, basically get something for nothing, I mean, it's a good concept, and the desire for change is there, but you have to understand the birds, and you also have to understand the grass. Remember, grasses and plants, their goal is to not be eaten, Andy. Their goal is to reproduce, too. It's a living thing. So they don't want to be eaten. So what they try to do is convince whatever's trying to eat them Hey, eating me is a bad idea. So they're filled with anti-nutritive factors. And a lot of people just don't even know that this exists. They're like, when you put chickens on grass, they're so healthy. Yeah. And the grass fights back. And the grass or the pasture, you know, actually has components in them that um, are indigestible because they want the animals to move on. And so research needs to be done to take a look at... You know, how how much are you how much of a benefit are you really getting by putting your chickens on grass? 
fair. You can give them a balanced diet. They'll be perfectly fine. No, they're not wandering in green grass, but, um, you know, maybe it's a more biosecure situation or, um, you know, maybe the... Maybe the the lawn that you have for years, you had chemicals on it, and you're just not sure if you want them on that on that lawn anymore. Um, of course, I'm not really a big proponent of here tear up your lawn, but <laughs> I don't want anybody's property values to go down. But just consider that um, everybody has different goals. And Uh just because you have one mindset of what you want to do and what your goals are, you really shouldn't knock what other people are trying to do, even if you're philosophically opposed to what's going on. Um, A little little more empathy for your fellow farmers. I'm excited uh, that I believe it's on November the 10th. Let me look over here at my date here. I think it's the 10th, um, I'm going to welcome a Ph.D. from the University of Kentucky College of Agriculture and Nutrition, I think, but um, and she's going to be coming on and talking about um, uh, fermenting feed. It's a big thing right now, and um, she she's, knows what she's talking about, so I'm having her on. Um, and because I know nothing about fermenting feed, and but my biggest is that issue Dr. Is Jacob. Pro- yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so Why you didn't know you her. ask me? I could have put you in touch with her much sooner. <laughs> in the poultry world, we all know each other. <laughs> and yeah, no, I I put Dr. Jacob onto that. Gosh, I think we started talking about it last year. Because I started getting those phone calls, and I just didn't have the time or the resources to really delve into that. Um, when are you talking to her? I think November 10th. And, uh, yeah, she's having knee we... surgery on November 1st. You realize that, right? Yep. I, and let me go back to, here okay. it is, her, <laughs> uh, Jacob, and, yeah, that's why we pushed it back. Um, okay. Yep, November 10th. Yeah, all right. um, Well, she's not coming to nationals this year because she's having knee surgery, but at least you can't hold her down. She's she's busy, busy, busy. Um, Good, okay. So I'm really and, and what I what I at the end of the day what I want the show to do I, I think that's because you looked at all these chicken blocks and forums and all that and and it's so much more than just get a five gallon bucket from Lowe's and I put some laying pellets in it and I filled it up with water now now I just wait a few days and then feed it to my chickens oh gosh and, and so that's, that's no I'm yeah. not kidding that that's I know the, um, I know that's what's out I know. there you know I know fill and it scares me because I'm a microbiologist, and and yeah. it scares me what people are willing to do sometimes. And it's, you know, it's okay. Kill yourself, fine, but don't off other people or their birds, <laughs> you know. Do some research first <laughs> because if somebody, you know, thinks they're, you know, Doing it the, the fast and easy way, you can always you can always screw it up, and there are always people who are going to you know mess it up for everyone else. Kind of like that article that we talked about, where you got a really good critique from someone. You know, I, be I critical that, of the information. 
I, I wanted it to be a really good basic show, but to be, be understandable for folks. So what I, I, got, I said look, five things. I said I want to know what is fermented poultry feed. What are the benefits of fermented poultry feed, if done correctly? Uh, what is the proper way to ferment poultry feed? What are the negatives and risks associated with fermenting poultry feed? And then do, do the benefits actually outweigh the risks, time, and effort versus just, you know, pouring somebody's laying pellets in a feeder and go, there you go. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and, and the issue, the big issue is, is um, not doing it right or just throwing some water on some land pellets, letting it sit for a few days, and then give it to your chickens. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to have her on. I believe right now we've got the 10th penciled in, and um, I think that's going to be a great show. Funny that you know her. Yeah, well, not funny. I've known her for a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody knows in the in the poultry extension world, everybody knows who everybody else is. Yeah. Poultry scientists, we all go to the same meeting. <laughs> good, good. Um, great. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I hope her surgery goes well and she doesn't have any difficulties with your with your um show afterwards. Yeah. Um so getting back to the whole concept of chickens on pasture and what do you plant? Definitely if you were going to do a blend, there should be clover in it. Um Okay. Alfalfa is an option. If you've got a piece of land that it's going to be a while for you to add things to it and transition it over, start tilling it now. And start making amendments now. So till it, make your changes. Um, Then probably by the end of the month you might be able to, um, you might be able to, um, sorry, I got an email, got distracted. (laughs) You might be able to get your seed your seed in. Actually, so. uh, um, um, actually, I got two messages here. Um, I got one from a longtime listener, Robert Roseberry, um, and he says, uh, I'll be listening to the podcast tonight after it's recorded, uh, actually creating a business plan right now for our farm on pastured poultry, so he's going to be listening tonight. And then I just got a question from Lisa, who's a longtime listener. Uh, ask Dr. McCray about fodder, should the fodder be a clover? Most people use a wheat or something like that for fodder, but she's asking about fodder and clover. Clover is specifically a legume, and it's really the only thing that chickens can use with any sort of efficiency and get something beneficial out of. Other grasses, um, like say perennial ryegrass or even winter wheat, if you put it down you're essentially just putting down a cover crop that you're going to till back into the earth come spring. And your chickens may consume it, may benefit from it, but not really. And your clover is really going to come on strong early in the spring. Well, some come early, some come late. depends on what you get your hands on. Um, but you might be able to, to do like, say, a um, some sort of a, a clover mix so some things come on stronger later, uh, some things come a little um, earlier. I-, I like clover. If you could just have clover, that's perfect. That's just perfect. But they will eat it all up, and its ability to regrow might be a little patchy. So that's why I'm saying plant, plant uh-huh. it in um, in like 5 by 10 or 10 by 10 pens uh, so that 
you can get them off of that so it can relax. Um, as far as uh, the person who is listening to podcasts, one of the things that you need to look up is the Northeast SARE or just in general the SARE website. They have a huge database on there of, like, say, farmer projects, and um, some of them include business plans. So you might find things that are um, guides, examples, enterprise budgets. Um, all those things are, are there for, for not just uh, pasture poultry, but all poultry. You can look and see what maybe there's a farmer project in your area that found out that, hey, orchard grass is a terrible idea for this region. Here's why it failed for us. And you may want to learn from their mistakes. Last week with Dr. Pateski, and he recommended um, Google Scholar uh, to try to find some studies if, if you put in the keywords. And I guess you could use it with this as well, different grasses in your region, um, and things like that, and, and get reports and, and studies from uh, universities in your area about uh, pastured poultry. Yep, and you yeah. might have to take those studies to your local extension office and, and ask them to help walk you through the research actually says, mm-hmm. um, unless Amen. you have a specialist in your area. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we talked about that, so perfect. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, that's what Very I wanted cool. to, to share with your listeners today, Andy. Um, and like I said, every listener is going to live in a slightly different region. You need to know what your zone is, when your your frost dates are. Um, if it's too late, you might have to start planning for spring and know that you may not get a good crop this year of pasture grass. But for most of the country, you can. You know, there's still something you can do right now and end up doing pretty good awesome that's cool I, like i said i uh um I, I haven't done that so this is all new to me and then um and then um they just like uh, mixing your own feed i think that i think that would take so much time and research and study and and being having folks available that that do that and are experts in that to, to make sure that uh, your chickens are getting that nutritionally balanced feed. Uh, if you're mixing it, oh, they're getting too much protein, they're getting too much fat, or too much carb, or too much this, or versus just oh, well, I'll just put some soybeans in here and some wheat and some this and that, and that'll be fine for them. And I'm just uh, just kind of um, uh, what worries me uh, when, when just like this with this fermented feed. So um, that's why you you come on the show, and we have uh, like I said, Dr. Jacobs coming on and Patiski, so we can we can learn from you guys because that, that's one you know again the and, and I, I just at the end of the day i think at least how busy i am uh is all this effort at the end of the day is it going to be beneficial both cost wise time wise uh nutrition wise health wise by doing all of this versus just buying some food that someone like uh um <laughs> Poultry nutritionists always figured out, and it's 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 in there. Like that old Italian spaghetti sauce commercial, it's in there. In <laughs> yeah, there. that's right. <laughs> and I, I, I measure it out like that. I mean, maybe it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But when you factor in it, do you have time? Do you have time to do it right? Or are you willing to take those risks? If some mistakes, have, all this stuff versus just here's some lamb pellets, girls. Knock yourself out. So I, I think all that has to come. <laughs> the, the poultry keeper has to ask all those questions before they go down that road. And if it works for them, fabulous. Uh, but I think they didn't know ahead of time. So 
thank you very much for, for joining us. I have a special treat today. Um, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter has been working on something with her uh, Awana group on Wednesday nights, and she wanted to share with all of our listeners, because you're, of course, on Facebook and watching her grow up, and you see her when we're on tour and helping pass out magazines and literature on tour, but she wanted to sing a little song for everybody today to kind of wrap up the show. So I'm just going to put the microphone over to her and let her sing for us. Is okay? Her name is Lily, and she's three-and-a-half. Ready? Okay. Here we go, folks. Jesus loved me. The sign of the Bible tells me so. Where ones to and be wrong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. Hutches and pins for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at wearemfginc.com. That's W A R E M F G I N C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1 888 824 7257. Ware Manufacturing. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 
100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Come back. Come back, back. Come back. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying uh, with us today. I hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, not to be outdone, but my five-year-old, um, he uh, was rewarded, uh, rewarded, I guess, last night at his Awana group with his uh, official Awana vest and uh, his f- official Awana booklet and uh, official Awana book bag for uh, uh, reciting a Bible verse, John three sixteen. So he said he wanted to be, he wanted to do that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll let all of our uh, Chicken Whisper fans out there um, uh, entertain him for just a second. Here we go. His name's Caleb, and he's five and a half. Our God shall love the world. He gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish. Good job, little buddy. Good job, little buddy, making Daddy proud. So they worked really hard this week on that, and they like to uh, let everybody know, and um, but they, they, they did great. So I wanted to share that with you as well. So, hey, we'll be back next week, possibly Tuesday and Thursday, with some great chicken education for all of us. Um, and again, we uh, uh, encourage you, if you're in the market for something uh, poultry-related, to visit our sponsors. They're all listed at our website, chickenwhisperer.com. And uh, check them out. Check out their prices. Check out their reviews. And we would love to uh, for you to um, uh, use our sponsors if it's something, if they have something that um, uh, you're going to buy uh, anyway, or maybe you learn something new from them, all that at chickenwhisperer.com. We'll talk to you next week. Have a blessed weekend, everybody. God bless. <laughs>